Welcome to worship. Glad you're here. Last week may have been the first time that uh, we couldn't get into the building because it was too icy, at least in, in my reckoning or maybe my experience, maybe for you too. So I'm glad that things worked out for us to be together today as we continue our Lenten journey. And because we weren't together last week, I should say a little bit about um, how the gospel will be presented. That for the next few weeks, we will be in John's gospel, where Jesus has many encounters with people. And they all seem to have one thing in common, and that is that people bring to Jesus their questions and their uncertainties and their confusion. And Jesus, not being one to offer an easy answer, offers himself. So our Lenten journey, I think, will be one of being attuned to the ways that Jesus offers himself for the world and to us. The gospel will be read in multiple voices over the next few weeks, and we're also using a translation that's a paraphrase uh, from Eugene Peterson's The Message, and that puts gospel words in everyday language, and our goal is that as we hear these stories that are probably familiar, we'll hear them in ways that are new and fresh and will open us a bit to God's love and grace in the world. There is one announcement that maybe you've heard about, but maybe not, um, that the former bishop of the Eastern Synod, uh, William Harris, uh, had been bishop here for 22 years before Bishop Michael. Uh, we received word that he died on February 26. His funeral will be on Tuesday, and that will be live streamed. That's at 1.30. And if you need a little bit of guidance and direction about that, uh, you can let me know, or Diane, are you, comfortable in letting people know kind of the what's what, how to find it? Okay, so I just volunteered you to help me with this project, so thank you. this morning. We're still recruiting a little bit, if I might insert a commercial. Uh, there are some parts still available, I think even next week and the week following, so let me know and uh, we can provide copies of the readings. Grace and peace to you from God, loving and extravagant creator, Jesus, the beloved Christ, and the spirit who gathers us to be church. Once upon a time, there was a pilgrim seeking enlightenment, and he was able to have tea with an ascended master. The seeker sat before the master as they had tea together, and he held forth about all the things he already knew as the master poured tea. And the more the pilgrim spoke, 
the more the master poured and poured and poured some more until the tea overflowed the tea bowl onto the floor and then we have a teachable moment that if we are so full of ourselves there may not be room for wisdom It is safe to say that Nicodemus had a fairly full tea bowl as he approached Jesus by night. He doesn't even lead with a question. He starts his gambit with, we know. Jesus pulls the verbal equivalent of the overflowing tea bowl when he tells Nicodemus that he may need what in Eastern tradition is called the beginner's mind. He uses the analogy of a new birth. It would be more of a surprise if Nicodemus, oh, got it, right, perfect. Nicodemus doesn't get it. And I think about half the time, neither do we. But I'm not sure we're supposed to get it the first time around or the thousandth time around. This is something that is not figured out. This notion of rebirth is something that is lived. Nicodemus does have a question. Buried somewhere under all those layers of confusion and what we know, who is this Jesus person? How does this Jesus person embody the love of God in the world? Nicodemus shares that question with many people that we will hear about over the next few weeks as they encounter Jesus. They will bring their questions, their confusion, some of their preconceived ideas And Jesus, not one for the easy and overly facile answer, will offer something else. He will offer himself. He will invite people into a living sort of relationship with him. We're not talking history here. We're talking about how God operates today and with us too. Pastors probably should be the first people to say that our tea bowl gets a little bit too full of things that we think we know. And we might throw around some specialized language to show you just how much we know. But the reality is that we're talking about something that goes past knowing it only here. We are talking about encounters with the living Christ in our lives. Our little mental tables might be pretty full when we hear words that we have probably heard countless times. For God so loved the world that God gave the only beloved that whoever would believe would have eternal life. Do we slow down enough to ask ourselves, what kind of life is this? 
do we ask ourselves, what does it mean to believe? John's Gospel can help us with those questions. Again, they're not the easy answers, but they are a purchase in so that we can begin to live and love those questions. This eternal life, John of the double and sometimes triple and multiple meaning, likes to say that eternal life is yes about what goes beyond the life we're in, but yes also It is about God's continual abiding presence with us in this life. And the language that John uses is about relationships. That we're being invited into a relationship marked with love, with commitment, with trust, and even with vulnerability. Maybe in this part of the world, our teacup or our tea bowl gets so full, we think, oh, well, belief and life. Well, that's if I sign a faith statement or if I agree to something, then I will get a reward. I think we need to dump that tea out right away. Because in reality... When we talk about belief, if we lean into how John presents it and how Jesus speaks of it, it is about a relationship. I have some corroboration about what I'm going to say next, and that is that at least in the German language, and I can get chastised later if I get this wrong, but the word believe and beloved are quite similar in many languages, including the German language, but that might allow us to think about belief as being in a place where we are beloved. This is what we speak about when we speak about belief and about eternal life. This dynamic, ongoing, constant, everyday relationship that Jesus invites us into. At the very end of John's gospel, John would say that that kind of life, that kind of believing, leads us into a full, abundant life now and beyond now. Life in the name of the one who lived, who was crucified, died, buried, resurrected, and ascended on our behalf. Our Lenten challenge is maybe to siphon off a little out of our tea bowl. And it is my prayer that we will be astonished when we make room to see what God's love is doing in the world. And may we be startled and delighted with what God is doing in our lives too. Amen. Mm-hmm.